y'all. Welcome to Truth's Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. I'm Michelle. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, sisters. How y'all doing? Wow, well, well. Take it to church. You know, I, I mean, I feel like that's the only place we can go right now. Yeah. <laughs> With your, your COVID safety measures in place, take it on. <laughs> Come on, because you're not a super spreader, are you? <laughs> oh, I only want to spread the gospel, ladies. That's oh, what I want to spread. Oh, oh my. Let's, oh, let's spread the gospel superly. How about that? Oh, <laughs> I was not prepared. Yeah. Oh, man. Come on, man. get ready now. <laughs> you got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Exactly. Good, you good. already know what time it is at this table, uh, girl. Don't act brand new. You know what time it is, child. So in 2020, you have got to be on your tippy toes, all right? So stick and move, stick and move. So because <laughs> uh, it's a lot, it's a lot out here. Uh, well, y'all, you know we are still in our choose table for president election series. Holla! And um, I, uh, a little birdie told me, a little podcast birdie told me that y'all had the amazing opportunity of interviewing two phenomenal black women who came to the table. And I just, I got to hear all about it because I didn't get to come and be on this interview. We were so sad. We missed you. It was amazing. Um, But me and C got to talk with two of the main folks at the Southern Black Girls and Women's Consortium, which recently kicked off a 10-year initiative to raise $100 million dollars to support the goals of Southern Black girls and women. And specifically, our sisters Latasha Brown and Fanika Miller are focusing on voting rights, Black women, and political power. I mean, please, so, some, somebody tell me a better combination for us to have on this series. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, we were very I excited. Better combination. Yes. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm eager for you to hear it, E, and obviously for the ladies at the table to uh, have the same experience that we got to have. Me too. Me too. I mean, I just, I'm already knowing that these women are just phenomenal. Hey, y'all. It's Michelle and Christina here with our friends from Black Voters Matter. Latasha Brown and Panika Miller, we are so excited to have y'all at the table today. Now, our listeners need your expertise. We need your wisdom. So starting with you, Latasha, give us a rundown of what BVM is up to, how the wins are being strategized, and what's the state of play for Black women voters right now? Oh, thank you. Thank you for having us on. Um, Today is a good day to be alive, sister, isn't it? All right. All right. (laughs) And I think it's really important for us to stay grounded because there's so much that's out there to dissuade us and to make us feel a sense of hopelessness um, for us to get get just kind of tired. And at the end of the day, this is a moment than ever in the history of my lifetime 
that I think that we have to stand fully and unapologetically in our power. And so the work that we're doing is to do just that, is to remind people of two things. Um, Black Voters Matter, you will never see us with messages that don't include um, an element of love and an element of power because we think fundamentally that's the ingredients. That's what we need. That, those are the two values um, that we are literally working towards uh, that shapes all of the work that we're doing. So Black Voters Matter has been around um, for three years, three and a half years going on four years. Wow. It's 2020, isn't it? Four right. years. Um and we started because we wanted to create an organization to build independent Black political power. Now, what that means is that we felt like our theory of change was in order to do that, we would have to strengthen grassroots groups that are on the ground, first responders who are always doing the work. And not just the ones that live in the cities, but that we actually make a concerted effort to work in the South, where many people just write off the South politically, particularly in this context of where those are red states. I was like, the South is red until it ain't, right? And so fundamentally, mm -hmm. I think that there's the majority of Black people live in the South. And so regardless of this is beyond a political party or political candidates. Fundamentally, we know that organized power is realized power. And so mm -hmm. our contribution and offering um, in this work is to help us get organized. That's right. That's right. Now, Fanika, you really spend most of your time, energy, power in middle Georgia. Tell us about the climate there. I know all of us, our sights were set in 2018 on that state. Um, give us some idea of how the climate is right now. How are you maintaining these two pieces, love and power? The strength of those commitments is so deeply what Black women need right now. But how, how's Georgia doing right now? Absolutely. I think Georgia is doing well. Um, the more that Black Voters Matter is out building power, expanding our networks and communities where our people are and um, showing that we are here in love and that we want to help um, them to strengthen their capacity to build power in their own communities where black people are, we're going to continue to do good work. Um, a part of middle Georgia is extremely conservative, but there are a lot of black people here. Um, Bibb County. Um, Southwest Georgia, coastal Georgia, we're everywhere. Um, and so as we just continue to take our little mini bus, the blackest buses in America across the South and empower our people, give them a sense of pride, um, not only in participating in the process, but in seeing what the transformative work in their communities, how they can um, be a part of that. Um, so I'm just happy to be a part of the team that's doing the hardest work in America. We're so happy to have you here to just glean your wisdom and, and your work and your expertise. And this idea of both love and power, I mean, that's that's resonating with me, and I'm sure that's going to resonate with our listeners as well. Uh, and at the same time, we recognize we, we have quite a few folks who are who are deeply discouraged and, you know, kind of internalizing some of the propaganda that their, their vote doesn't matter or their activism doesn't matter. And what do you say to the kind of the, the discouraged sister that's listening right now? You know, I say to the discouraged sister that the part of the, the, the challenge and what she's hearing is because people have told her that her vote matters more than she does. And fundamentally, the reason why we started Black Voters Matter and not Black Votes, because there are a whole bunch of people that care about Black votes, but don't care about Black voters. We care mm -hmm. about Black voters. 
at the end of the day, is not about her just her vote, her vote mattering. What is most important is that she matters. And because she matters, we want her to operate in her agency. We want her to literally be able to tap into every bit iota of power that she needs to tap into so that she can create the kind of community that she deserves, that she can hold people accountable who are in leadership and in office when they work against our community, that she has space and uses her power to help put people in office who literally align with our agenda. And sometimes we have to use voting as a tactical strategy just to back people up off of us and provide some protection and harm reduction in our community. So my conversation to that sister is, sister, I'm not trying to get you to convince you that this system is the end all and the be all is going to come save you because we know that's not true. But Mm -hmm. what I will tell you is that you matter and that you are important and that every time you show up in the fullness of your agency, things got to change. And so I'm as I speak to you, I speak to you, sister, that is not necessarily just your vote. It is your voice and it's the power that comes behind that vote combined by the other ways we show up in the world. And so when we're talking to our folks, what we want, we want our people to really recognize that we're not trying to convince you to believe in the system. We're trying to get you to believe in you. That fundamentally are people who are organize and believe in themselves and move and function in that way, it is real, real hard to pull the wool over our eyes. It's real, real hard to discourage us. It is real, real hard to stop us. And so I think fundamentally what we do know is that what we do know is why voting is not the end all, is not the be all. What we do know that we, as long as we're in this configuration in this nation right now, there is not a single aspect of our lives that are not touched by politics. Not anything. Right. Like I, I mean, the water that I drink mm-hmm. is defined by policy. Where I live is defined by policy, or where I can build a house. Matter of fact, I can't even die, and my family collect the insurance mm-hmm. policy without somebody showing the death certificate. Mm-hmm. Every single aspect of our lives has an impact, or it's impacted by policy and politics. And so, I also to that sister, like I understand your frustrations. I have voted for people who have let me down royally. I have been frustrated with both political parties in this country and still maintain a space of frustration. I understand, but I don't look at those folks to save me at all. What I look at, I look at voting as using one space, using my power of my vote and my agency to literally be able to be a part of the process of shaping the policies and the decisions that are made about me and my life. Cause I don't know about y'all, but if somebody's going to make a decision about Latasha Brown, come on, Latasha Brown need to be a part of that decision-making process. Come on now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we are really in a space when, when I think about um, the idea that black women are consistently saving the day as a collective mm-hmm. and yet consistently being ignored as individuals. It does make a difference to have the this idea that who you are as a person, your body matters, your rest matters, mm-hmm. your um, what we call self-determination in the movement, that matters. And uh, what, what are the ways that y'all are moving this vision for this? Clearly, it's from it's from us. <laughs> it's yeah. by us. It's unto us. Right. How are you moving that vision into strategy? What what are your on the ground um, programs? How, how is your operations formed to move this strategy into the deliverable of Black people really believing that, one, 
Ain't nobody trying to get you to worship no system. But two, Mm -hmm. you have agency in this system. How are you moving strategy into that? So I want I want um, to to you all to hear from my sister Fanika Miller, who is throwing mm-hmm. down in Middle Georgia. Who every day when we met her, every day of her life, like I don't know a sister who is just on the ground, just grinding, like yes. really creating the kind of hope and speaking and life into people and doing the work, right? And so I think that part of the part of our greatest power is us. And mm-hmm. I'm saying that because right. part of the strategy is literally organizing our community. And the way that we do that is literally with a part of our strategy is building the capacity more than anything, more than winning an election, more than creating some new legislation. Yeah. Our number one policy, our number one I mean, uh, mission is to strengthen the capacity of Black led grassroots groups because we believe that those folks that are on the ground that are embedded in communities that show up when someone gets shot in a community that mm-hmm. show show up to feed folks when there's no food to That's show right. up constantly that that is our greatest for us, not just survival, but that's where our hope lies. And so for us, our tactical strategy is to be able to organize and build out the capacity and build out this ecosystem and help to connect the infrastructure so that we're organized. And I raise that because I can just talk about electricity. The bottom line is the potential to power has always been there. But whether you have a light lights on in your house or not, the the energy, the potential for energy for electricity, it's always been there. It's always been there, right? You had somebody named Thomas Edison, right? That literally was like, if you organize, if you organize that energy, you find a conduit to direct that energy. You can literally focus that energy and create a whole nother mechanism that literally is literally lighting up the world. It's the you same. Better preach. You better mm-hmm. preach. In our whole community, the potential is there, right? Black folk ain't stupid. Mm-hmm. Look, Come on. We know what we want. Yeah, like, yeah. Why you think we want anything different than anybody else? We want good schools for our children. Mm-hmm. We want health care. We want to go and work a job and be able to get a check that will pay our bills. Come on, we want to literally be able to live in dignity without literally being subjected to racism and being shot down like dogs. That's what we want. And so sometimes what we have to do is organize ourselves twofold to literally be able to organize ourselves in a way that we can feel that power mm-hmm. and we can, and once we feel the power then we can literally open ourselves to the possibilities because for us even the work that we're doing we never stick at let's just respond to what is we're responding to what is because that's what's right before us right now at the very least to be able to reduce some of the harm that's happening to us. And we're fundamentally in this system right now. But I, uh, the second part of what we do, and mm-hmm. I often say this is mm-hmm. my question to the audience, what is your radical reimagining mm. of America? That's right. That's right. Like yeah. we've yeah. got to reimagine every single system in this country. And literally when people are organized and starts feeling their power, they can think about possibilities. They can see more. They can feel stronger. And then fundamentally, some of these systems that are in right now that we know it's time for them to end. Mm-hmm. Guess what? We will end them. When we come together, literally, I fundamentally believe this in every cell in my body when we come together in the fullness of who we are and show up in that power something's gonna have to change it ain't even gonna be a matter of what parties in power 
It ain't even going to be a matter of who the candidate is. When Mm -hmm. we demand it to be so, it shall be so. But the first step in doing that is that you have to respond to what right now, what is needed, because there are people who are vulnerable in our community. The most vulnerable of us cannot afford for their benefits to get cut off. They can't afford for uh, to have court systems that target and give different kind of sentences to black folks. We Mm -hmm. can't afford. We've got to stop the bleeding. And so sometimes we are making choices that are not the be- the ideal choice. It's a cho- but it's a tactical strategy. Whatever I gotta do, right? Mm-hmm. If I don't have nothing else in my house and my family is hungry and all I got is one can of potted meat, guess what we gonna eat? We gonna eat that potted meat mm-hmm. because my family That's has right. to That's survive. Right. And I can survive till I get to the place that I can literally go out and kill me a cow and get me a steak if that's what I choose, mm-hmm. or get, create some soybeans, some whatever. Right. The, the, the bottom line is we have to really recognize and know what time it is. And so I do want to just kind of lift up the real hero in this work of folks yes. like Sister Fanika Miller. That it doesn't matter whether before there was a Black Voters Matter, she was doing this work, right? And she's been doing the work with us for us, around us, leading us, all of that space. It's soldiers and sisters like this sister who has literally been standing in the gap for our people. That's how things are going to get changed. That's where the real leaders, we're getting confused looking at like some Come of on. the leaders, right? Yeah, yeah. They're gonna say, no, they're not. They never have been. It has always been the people in the trenches that created the space for us to move forward. And so on some level, literally when we're seeing them work, do work that we might need to trust their leadership and mm. follow in line. That's right. Mm. That's right. Gosh, that was so. That was so helpful. And I, you had so much there for us to really chew mm-hmm. on and empower us. But the way that you just gave Fanika her roses, like we we all about that. All um, of it. We all about that. And so, and, and Fanika, I wanted to ask you because I think one of the points that Latasha has been raising is just the power of community and and getting on the same page and solidarity and. Um, and, and the, the communal agency. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering just from, from your work, um, what would you say are some of those, whether implicit or explicit obstacles, um, some, of the, some of the things that our, our viewers may, or our listeners may need to just kind of quickly be able to recognize and call out when it's happening that are working against that unity that you would say, there it is, it's happening again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, first of all, thank you, Latasha, for the roses. I smell them. I, I, I feel that. And I'm so grateful um, to you for that. Um, some of the barriers that stand in our way sometimes can be, you know, aside from, you know, deeply embedded and deeply rooted racism are sometimes we get in. We have people that get in positions that are, are service gatekeepers. And so there are people, thousands of, you know, Fanika Millers and Latasha Browns, you know, unknown names out here every day trying to do this work who just really need a little bit of information, a little bit more help, a little bit more resources, a little bit more guidance to be as effective as they possibly can be. Like we have a a team now, you know, this morning giving them their lit to drop in a very safe way. And the brother came in and said, you know, I'm going to be evicted. And so, but I need to make this money in addition to my full-time job in order to, you know, get this work done and make sure that we can help to change the outcome of this election and get our people out. Right. And so just had to take a break and pause and say, no, 
I'm going to help you handle your business first. You know, um, our people are really out here fighting for safe communities, for the Breonna Taylors of the world and the Ray Rays, you know, around the corner of just society, equity, education system, as Latasha said, that doesn't um, criminalize black girls. And their livelihood is on the line and they're still doing this work, you know, every day. So they just need someone to believe in them, their ability to lead movements, to lead their communities um, and to give them the skills and tools and the resources that they need to be as impactful as possible. That's why I'm grateful that Black Voters Matter exists, because as Latasha said, we don't just care about black votes. It's about the voter the individual, your whole family, your whole community. We are all connected together. And, you know, if we don't all rise together, none of us will rise. Amen. I really think through um, how corrupt the history of individualistic uh, work, you know, survival has is really kind of torn apart the heritage of, well, the, the beauty of the Black community in communal survival. And I wonder if this individualistic survival is kind of seeping into our faith spaces. Mm -hmm. And what are the ways that Black Christians, especially Black church leaders who who are going to be, you know, most mostly our listeners, what are the ways that these leaders of faith, these women of strong faith, who are holding not only their families, but their communities? I know we got aunties on this call. I have two children who their grandmother and my and their auntie, they're helping them through school right now. How can we move um, ministry and movement so close to each other that they hold hands and dance? Um, How can we do that with black radical political power? You know, I'd love for y'all to challenge us on that. You know, I think that the answer all you need to do, I, I think it's real, real simple. I think all, right. all, all you need to do is to study Luke 4.18. That's it. Mic drop. Come on. That, that Luke 4.18 is the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Mm-hmm. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and the recovery of the sight of the blind to set oppressed free. If we're not doing that work, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, this is our calling. Our calling in terms of being Christians is to be as Jesus was. Mm -hmm. Jesus was a radical. You can fix it up however you want, but the truth of the matter is Jesus was an activist. Mm -hmm. Jesus literally, traditionally, he challenged political leadership. He literally Mm -hmm. looked at Pontius Pilate and was like, you ain't got no authority over me. That my father has authority. I'm doing what I was called to do. And so some of us have to stand in that space that if we're still just standing in the space that Christianity is just about comforts, then we might as well go and go and join the Confederate church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. But the real, the, the, the real, the real, the fundamental, like rooting of Christ, he says it himself. Go to Luke 18. 418. He says what his purpose was. So it's hard for me to really be able to 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 not to ignore that and still wear this space of which I say I'm a follower of Christ. As an activist, literally, I there is not a single being that that literally encourages or inspires me more than Jesus Christ. Mm. I'm with Jesus. 
right? Jesus was in the, in the temple turning over tables. Jesus was calling out men for how they treated women. Jesus was literally standing in the house of folks who that he literally around people who had immense wealth and still standing up for the poor. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, we want to talk about Jesus. Yes. If we are not doing the work mm-hmm. that it means that we're trying to set the oppressed free, then mm-hmm. what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And if Jesus said that you will do far greater works than I, then girls, sisters, we got a whole lot of work to do. <laughs> Mm, we got a whole lot of work yeah. to do. Latasha, I believe that you have given us our marching <laughs> orders today. Uh-huh. And, uh, and and you do have, we have work to do as in, inspired and supported by the spirit of God. And so mm. thank you for that challenge. So somebody listening right now, mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm ready. What what would you tell them to do next? What, 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 where do they need to go? What do they need to do? Well, there are do? a couple of things. I think one, I'm going to let Fanika tell you how they can stay in contact with us and some of the work that they're doing on the ground. Um, we got some cool stuff that we're, that's happening right now. They can stay in touch with us. Um, on blackvotersmatterfund.org on our website or on any of our social media pages, Black Voters Matter. Um, Fanika, tell them about the caravans and some of the other stuff that we're doing with bus. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, the Black Church has a charge to keep. <laughs> um, and fortunately for us, we've been able to encourage. We had 30 churches across our county uh, for a voter registration caravans. We have the mini buses, the blackest buses in America, and we rotate. We go through neighborhoods. We play loud music. I'm black and I'm proud and love music throughout our communities. We fellowship, um, you know, with our people in community um, just to get them excited. I remember the first caravan that we brought through um, middle Georgia and we had the mini bus and the big bus. And there was a lady about 65 years old standing outside waving. And she got my number, I guess, from my dad after the fact. And she called and she said that seeing that bus roll through town gave her so much pride that she didn't even know that she needed. And so being visible in our communities, going in black communities where our people are showing up, playing music, helping them to rediscover their joy, because 2020 has been very hard and heavy on all of us. And so, again, spreading love and power um, is what we're doing, going through communities all across the South, in the Black Belt, in places where um, our communities have not been engaged and have been overlooked and felt like their voices have not mattered to anyone and letting them know, hey, you do matter. We matter. And text we matter to 797979. Amen. I love it. Yes. Because some of it is around, I'll just say this just quickly around, you know, a lot of this is about the work and we want people, you can, we've got plenty of stuff that you all can come and engage with us and other organizations. So as Fanika said, text we matter to 797979 or um, visit us on our website, send us a message. Um, But this really is about how do we, it's almost like in the Valley of Dry Bones. How do we breathe life back into our people? And so part of our work that we're doing, that we're constantly having black joy because it is a traumatic experience. And sometimes people believe that this this system has more power than they do. Like if this system had more power than us, we probably would never not. uh, We would probably still be some slaves. Right. The fact of the matter is 
It does not. That what God says will be so will be so. And God has empowered us. Sometimes I think we're we're waiting. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandmother would say, well, baby, you can pray all day, but unless you go over there and pick that plate of food, you're not going to eat because God has already given me and empowered me and given me the faculties to be able to go get the food. So use the power and go get it. And so I think fundamentally what we have to do is speak to our people in a way that we're recognizing that we're hurting. We never, when we see people and they say, well, I don't want to vote because I don't believe in the system. We don't criticize them. We don't try to evangelize them. We literally listen because we know what they're feeling. We want to hear what it is that they're feeling. We want to really be able to know why they're feeling powerless. It is important that we're listening to each other. We don't marginalize them because the truth of the matter, we've all felt that way. Our goal is to literally just to remind them of who they are and whose they are. And literally in that hope that in that space, they find the strength to pull on their agency and to show up fully in a space that we really have a radical reimagining of this nation and of our communities. And we will do everything in our power to make it be so. And coming to you. Coming right to you. Well, Mm y'all, make sure you text that number. We'll have all of the stuff up on our socials. And we are so excited, so thankful to have some queens from Black Voters Matter. I know we got real family. We go way back um, with this organization. And I am so glad that the bus will be all over the place trying to turn out these wins for Black people Thank y'all so much uh, for joining us. I know you are so, so very busy. Do you want to shout out your socials you're at so people can find you Instagram, Facebook before we go? Yes. Um, I'll just start. Um, I am Ms. Latasha Brown, M-S-L-A-T-O-S-H-A Brown on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Y'all follow me on Instagram. My niece is, me and my niece are having a contest about Instagram. She said my Instagram game is weak. <laughs> it's so intergenerational, you know. We got to pull each other up. I ain't gonna let her be me. She said, I know what I'm doing on Instagram. She said Facebook is for old people. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> My children tell me that all the time. Facebook is where the old people hang out, and that's okay. Uh, we got to reach everybody. Um, you can follow me at Fanika Miller um, at Instagram. That's F as in Frank, E-N-I-K-A, Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R, on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. And you can catch me out in these Black Voters Matter streets every day of the week. 365. Listen. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Before we got there, Latasha said Fanika was out already. Um, so we thank y'all. We thank y'all so much. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's been great. Thank you. Are y'all on Patreon.com yet? We hope you are. Because if so, you already know about all of the things that Truth Table offers to our patrons. Things like extended interviews, kind of behind the podcast, especially getting to know some of our guests. We have exclusive content from Truth Table Live and we give discounts. And before other people find out about our specials, you'll hear about them. So go on over to patreon.com slash truthstable and sign up to become a monthly supporter today. And we are back and the table is... Officially on fire and burnt to a crisp. We don't have a table anymore. (laughs)
I heard it. I heard it. And it's, it's, <laughs> my ears are on fire. I'm like, yes, you set me ablaze. Just set me ablaze. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, that that's that's me in the in the, in the uh, lion's den. I, I, I'm in the fire. I, I, you, you know, whatever. <laughs> you, you shall you shall emerge untouched by the fire. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Y'all, this, this is did not come to play. Oh nah, my goodness. Yeah. Nah, they took us to church. Yeah. What? What jumped out for y'all? Oh, man. Well, I was really, really impressed with how um, we went straight to these two masterfully, theologically on point ideas of having love and power. And the way that Black Voters Matter was really founded with this understanding that there is a love that isn't is it real? It's a false love. It's a it's a love that's abusive. And that is how Black votes have been treated. But real Black love combined with political power is really what birthed this movement. It's only a few years old officially, like organizationally. But you can tell that Latasha, and she even said that Fanica has been at this, actually looking at the bodies and minds and emotions of Black voters and saying, you are more than your vote. You mean more to us Mm. than getting you to the polls. We want you to exercise something that you are proud to have. We want to give you agency in a way that combines these, um, these massive potentials, the deep connection of both love and power. And I mean, we didn't quite go into this, but I could tell that Sis Latasha was talking to us about the dangers of power without love. Come on. You know, she was going in about who's in charge of the electricity, who is in charge of mm. who gets to live where and be educated where and have quality of uh, water that mm. impacts quality of life. It's a direct, I mean, it's just all year we've seen the impact, the negative effects of power without mm. real love. And I was very pleased to hear that the, those two things together were at their foundation and more than eager to hear more about the ways that they put their hopes in neither party, but build black voters up to be complete as educated as possible and to walk in with the most possible potential to make up their minds, to vote for their communities broadly through both love and power. So yeah, I was floored from the first statement. <laughs> what about you see? Right. <laughs> Double ditto to all the things that M just said. And you know, what was to me as I was listening, there was this this undercurrent. You know, obviously voting is not like a voting is not like a divine act. We're not bringing voting mm-hmm. right? Right. But what, what voting is within our particular cultural context is a deeply human act that that demonstrates our full agency that we get to Absolutely. show up and say, I am irresponsible for my neighbor. And I have something to say about where they're situated politically and how I can serve them and love them well. And so there was this kind of fierce commitment to the humanization of Black people, Mm. the honoring of their very intrinsic dignity that was spurring this sense of, no, it's not just about your Black vote. It's about the Black voter, the the human, the human being. And I think just the simple turn of that phrase um, that they drew our, our mind to was so critical, so important. And when we think about the ways in which um, the Black vote and Black voters have been exploited and mistreated mm-hmm. and disrespected yes. and then expected to come in and, and you know, save the day, mm-hmm. um, it was just really helpful to see that, to get that reminder. 
And also there was just a real, there was, additionally, there was a fierce resistance to the type of bitterness that uh, paralyzes us, the type of bitterness that causes us um, you know, to, to not, to not activate, to not to demonstrate mm. our full humanity and agency and to not show up for brother and sister and for neighbor. And so what I could hear from them was just this empowerment that wasn't like Pollyanna or pie in the sky, but this sense of agreement about who God says we are. Mm. Um, and that voting becomes, um, in this contact context, an expression of our full agreement about just how human we are. Um, and how important it is for us to stay connected to community and the power of community in and of itself. So I was inspired um, and I didn't feel like I was just getting like, you know, puff answers or cheerleading, but just Mm -hmm. a real reminder. And honestly, I felt like as I was listening to them, we got invited into another era of time. I felt like I was listening to I was listening to the church mothers. I was listening to uh, the women who organized at prayer meetings on our behalf, yes, right? Yes, so they yes. even, even do this podcast right now. Come on. Um, so there was there there was a voice from from history that seemed to show up, and I was like, "Do I fe- do I hear Fanny? Do I hear?" I mean, like, and it was inspiring. And I hope and pray that our listeners were inspired um, by that call. What sound like the church mothers telling us to get it together. Come on, get Come it on. together. And Chris um, Latasha made it plain. Yeah, and she said, "Y'all get it together, or you can go join a different church." She said, "You, you know, you know, you need to double check, strain your neck, and <laughs> see what denomination you in. Is this a church for of from and for Jesus, or is this? <laughs> listen, me and Christina." <laughs> I've actually might have felt fell off of my couch when she said the Confederate Church. I said, "Oh, hey, oh, I'm dancing right now. Oh, hey, oh, ah, it was, it was. There's so many false churches out there. I said, John the Baptist and Fanny Hamer just smashed up. Okay, they smashed up, and Latasha Brown popped out. Do you hear me? Because she definitely made plain the way of the Lord. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, um, I, what I uh, love about uh, their work, both Latasha Brown and um, Fenika Miller's work with um, um, Black Voters Matter and um, the Southern, you know, Black Girls and Women's uh, Consortium is just uh, they have they bring their full selves to their work. Um, and so there's a lot of joy in what they do, mm-hmm. uh, even if you just look at the bus tour that they're doing, right, where they're mobilizing uh, people, literally driving around to get people, make sure they're registered, get them, give them all the knowledge they need, right, to make um, even an informed mm-hmm. vote. Uh, I just think that is just, uh, I think that's just so beautiful. Um, uh, and the beautiful uh, uh, agency, really, mm-hmm. um, that God's given us, you know, uh, and, and love, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, uh, because we, compassion compels us to actually move our legs. It, 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 compassion compels us to buy a bus and drive around the country and sign people up uh, to vote in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, I just think that's just, there's just so much joy. Like, so I, you know, we follow their, uh, you know, th- their work and we see Latasha out there singing and, um, and dancing, you know, and, and all you saw all these just joyful black folks dancing, you know, in the midst of real struggle and the midth of a pandemic Absolutely. that's killing our people. We Absolutely. still have joy. 
Uh, and that reminds me, you know, Christina has been saying, obviously, in our group chat, um, we're going to bring y'all a group chat exclusive. But she talks about how, you know, the brittle in this time, she talks about how the brittle will break, you know, um, and that we have got to stay um, um, limber. We got to stay flexible. Um, we got to stay mobile. We got to be agile um, in this season because we just have so much. Uh, coming at us, you know, and so I just, I, I just see that so much in what both Latasha and Fanika are doing, and I, I just, I believe that our sisters at the table will really be encouraged um, and empowered, and and to our sisters at the table who ain't registered yet. Please register. Please register. Mm-hmm. And if you're feeling a reluctance, bring that before the Lord. Ask the Holy Ghost, you know, to 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 search you. And you know the Holy Ghost will now. And so and obey what the Holy Ghost tells you to do. Um, but yeah, I just I, you know, building black political power uh is just so important and it's just so um uh, it's so true to our heritage um and our our line- our tradition in this country. Uh and I I just, we, uh, without, you know, being too arrogant here, I just, black folks, particularly black women have always been the most patriotic, uh, I would say, uh, a demographic in this nation, always looking and searching to uphold the ideals and the, uh, the, uh, of this democracy, um, and trying to actually make it actual more perfect union. I think that's something that, uh, we, we are known for, uh, something that we, we stand by and we, uh, and, and we will continue, I think, to, uh, pass that political, uh, um, empowerment baton down to the next generation and the next generation, uh, because that's the way that we, all three of us at the table were also, um, I could say, um, formed in that way because of our own parents, um, involvement with, um, political, uh, engagement. So anyway, I just, I, I, I'm just really, uh, amazed by these sisters that came to the table and, 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 and just so honored that they took time out of their busy schedules, uh, to come and, uh, talk to us, uh, Absolutely. so we can learn and glean from them. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. It's just a great reminder that, you know, whatever, whatever gift you have, um, that to not despise, um, you know, the unique way that your voice has been made. And I think that we can look at our present political and social reality and become so overwhelmed. It's just like, well, nothing's going to matter. But that fatalism, right, is really mm-hmm. dehumanizing. Um, because as long as we have breath, you know, and as long as, you know, God has given us mm-hmm. our full humanity, mm-hmm. um, we matter and we, and we can make a difference. So I hope that um, the sisters will listen to that and think about in the big and small ways. They may not have a bus to get on, but they mm-hmm. might got a few dollars and pennies to give and contribute. Um, yep, to that's right. They can, they can sew up some masks, bedazzle those, you know, please send me a, a, a bedazzled pink and green mask. I'm ready. But I mean, there are things <laughs> that we can do to contribute um, in this moment. And I just was reminded of that. I mean, again, it was it was like a historical throwback. And I yeah. honestly think we're going to have to borrow uh, the courage. We're going to have to borrow um, the steadfastness, the commitments, the, that prayer room uh, mentality uh, mm-hmm. to get us through in this season. I think mm-hmm. we're going to be calling on uh, the wisdom of, of the ancestors, so to speak, right? Um, and so, yeah, that's what they reminded me of. And I'm so glad that we got to share their voices 
with the sisters at the table. Yes, yes, yes. So sisters, if y'all are, um, I, 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 my assumption is y'all fired up by now, but just in case <laughs> there might be some that might not be fired up. I think my encouragement to you is to, um, to resist uh, voter depression. You know, um, I know that there's real reasons uh, 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 for you to be downcast. I know there's real reasons for you to be discouraged. Uh, I know that I know that this year has been hard, hard on multiple levels. Uh, my goodness, relationally, financially, politically, uh, the list goes on and on. Um, uh, ecclesiastically, right? When we talk about the church, you can't even gather. Uh, but my encouragement, you know, to you is to, uh, to look to Jesus, right? Um, and that so long as you have breath, breath in your body, you have power, right? To do something, to affect some change. Uh, and, and, and just to echo, you know, what, what Christina said. So I just want to encourage you to fight that voter depression and do what you need to do. Register to vote, go and vote, ask your cousin, just ask one person, you know, or a friend, whoever, are they registered? What do they need to do to get registered? Like just, all you need is just one person. Just try to tap tap on somebody and check and see if they, they are registered to vote and they're ready to go. Whether that's by mail or in person, that's up to you and your discretion and, you know, check what's going on with your states, you know, in order to find out your voter, voter registration deadlines, but fight, 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 resist voter depression. We have um, better, as believers, we have better reasons to be encouraged uh, because we know the one true God who holds our future um, in his hands. So be encouraged. uh, And I'm just so delighted and grateful to be at the table with my sisters, uh, Michelle and Christina, and and just so grateful to Latasha Brown and Finika Miller for coming to the table to uh, light us up, okay? (laughs) To oh, set us it. on right. fire. Right. <laughs> <laughs> For we such a time it. as this. We For need such it. A time yeah, as this. that's right. That's right. We need right. it. Michelle, you got, you got, it. you know what? But I feel like, I feel a song in my spirit. And do you feel that, Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we, I feel like our spirits are connected, but <laughs> girl, okay. <laughs> I love how Christina yeah. in the background just cackled. Literally, I have to like find my inhaler. <laughs> I'm so mad. No, I can't breathe. <laughs> Encourage us to oh, hold, keep God. their eyes on the prize. <laughs> Which one you want? You want eyes on the prize? Why? Wow, y'all really going back to the camp no, no, meeting? No. I, look, you just you just gonna have, you gonna get quiet for three seconds, and then you gonna let you gonna see what stirs up in you. That is so true. <laughs> That is so true. Um, Lord. Well, we are we are in the uh we're in the month of GOTV rush, was what we call it in the uh in Electoral Justice Project. And it means get out the vote. Um, we're rushing to really beat voter depression, like he said. Mm-hmm. Um and Fannie Lou Hamer is like the main matron. Yes of speaking against depression and, and, um, you know, she was all about no waste tire. Right. Um, and even though I really think that it's true that we can't give up, I think we can really get tired. Um, but I appreciate 
the idea that uh, we talked about before in Black music, like we're singing Mm -hmm. what we hope will be true in our hearts. Um, And the O'Neill twins, St. Louis Originals, wrote a song called I Don't Feel No Ways Tired. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely in my spirit tonight, because if I said those words, it'd be a lie. But when I think about Fannie Lou's life, and I encourage y'all to read about her, I'm preaching about her for the second time on Sunday. She survived sterilization. She survived brutality that left her partially blind, blood clot, limping for the rest of her life. And she rolled up to the Democratic National Convention and went off on the president for being a lukewarm liberal. Mm. And that story moves me um, to really feel like the Lord has brought us too far for him to leave us. Um, So that's the song that I'll sing. I don't feel no ways tired. No, no. I've come too far from where I started from and nobody told me the road would be easy but I don't believe God's brought me this far to leave me amen I was like you gonna keep on saying He was like, run it back. I was like, come on. Look, look, you, know, you know, my, my only We need a vamp. We need like, a take it to the bridge. Do it again. Do it again. Oh, my goodness. No, thank you so much, and Thank yeah. you so mm-hmm. much, sister. Such a team player. Yeah, It's always. true. I'm the nice one. I'm the you nice one. Absolute X. Be ready. In and out of season. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, but for real, I want to thank y'all. Thank y'all so much um, for what y'all do. And um, of course, thank you to Latasha Brown and to Fanika Miller for sitting at the table with us. And we want to thank y'all for sitting at the table with us this week. Let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts about Black political power with Latasha Brown and Fanika Miller. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Truestable or email us your thoughts at asktruestable at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Truestable has a Patreon account now so y'all can send your love offerings to patreon.com slash truestable or you can bless us at our PayPal which is paypal.me slash truestable. Truestable is made possible in part by Podestary Studios. Visit podestary.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment. Our producer for the show is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York, and we have been your hosts, Akemini, Michelle, and Christina. We'll see you soon on the next Truth Table. Bye, y'all.